today is Father's Day, so we just are going to celebrate our fathers today, and hopefully this message will touch your heart. Um, okay, you may be seated. I'm not used to giving orders to... No. <laughs> well, actually, I am, but... Not <laughs> So today's message is called, I'm titled it, The Heart of the Father. And I thought this was cute, and you might have heard it before, but I'm going to read it again. This is a letter to God from a little boy or girl. Dear God, thanks for giving me a daddy. You knew just what I needed. In case you need to make daddies for other kids, I thought you might like to know what I like most about the one that you sent me. A good dad knows everything, like how to tie his shoes and to drive a car. He is really smart. He even knows where the wind goes after it goes through the trees. He has a forgiving heart for when I mess up. A good father is loaded with patience, patience, patience. He probably won't need it, though, just in case. It has a comfy lap and a big laugh. You understand about that, don't you? And tells me all about you and your son, your friend, a kid. Oh, P.S. I almost left out the best part. A good dad has real strong arms to catch me when I fall. He says, you're like that too. So I was thinking about this and how while mom is carrying the baby for nine months, dad's excited and supportive, but he's basically in an observation mode. But when delivery time comes, it's delivery room mode. We biologically, of course, we need, we're all here because we have a mother and a father. Fathering a child is usually not that difficult, but being a father can be. It's a daily decision to be a good parent, to instill godly values, discipline, teaching them, showing affection, and to listen. Those are kind of things that take a lot of effort sometimes because we're so busy. And dads especially, sometimes, I don't know how it is about you when you were growing up, but usually it's the mom that we run to to tell everything that's going on. But not always. But to be a good dad, it takes time to have that time to say, what's going on in your life? It's time to take to listen, to be involved in your kids' lives. It's a daily decision to give of your time because sometimes, I'm sure, like all people who are working, moms and dads, dads are tired at the end of the day. They just want to relax, put their feet up, and sometimes it's like that, Dad, let's go out and play ball. Or, Dad, can you go here? Let's go there. And it's like, oh, I'm sure it's like you're tired, but it's just a good father wants to spend time, so he does it. And you know what? I think I'm sure that when we grow up, we'll remember those times as what our father did with us. Now, I have a calendar, a pocket calendar, and I've been writing in it for almost, well, since January, and I just now realized in each 
uh, page, it has a little place that says, like for each month, uh, memories. Your best memories for like Valentine's Day. Your best memories for camp or summer events. Your best memories with dad. Your best memories with mom. And I thought those are the kind of things that those daily decisions add up to. Good memories. Now some of us have had good, loving fathers or mentors. Maybe you didn't have a father that you knew, but you had a good mentor or a relative or someone that was involved in your life. And we are blessed to have them. Many of you have maybe lost your father, but there's that memory thing. Memory to remember all those good times that you spend or spent with your father. Others were maybe absent or you had a bad relationship with your father. Or maybe they were abandoning you. And, and that's heartbreaking. But remember, though, that we are all human. We're human beings. We make mistakes. But God is the one who is perfect. We're not perfect. And I know just as being a parent, we can look back at things that we wish we would have done, we wish we wouldn't have done, the things we regret. But you know what? God's a good restorer of relationships and a healer. So our experience with our fathers, our earthly fathers, definitely will affect how we look at God, our Father. It's how we perceive God. If you've grown up with uh, parenting that was very strict or forbearing or high expectations, or they were critical, or maybe even hot-tempered, we might tend to see God as He's never pleased with me. I have to work to earn his good favor. And if I don't do good, he doesn't love me. Maybe we think he's ready just waiting for us to fail, to punish us. And, we, and these are all distorted views of God. Because if you've had a loving father, we tend to look at God. If you've had a father that was fun, easy, laughing, always doing things with you, spending time, ready to sit down and listen, that's how we can sort of look at God and that way. We can see we're more accepting of what he looks at us like, how he, he would look to us at, through his eyes. And we have to remember, it takes a lot of help to be a parent. And we who are parents know that. And if we don't have the Lord in our life, it's even harder. Especially now, I think bringing kids up in the world now has changed since we've been, when I was growing up. There's so much to make sure that you instill in our kids right now because there's a lot of things that are going on to sway their beliefs. In the beginning, God created man, and he breathed life into them. And I like how we just ended that song with, he's our breath in our lungs. But he purposely made man, mankind, to spend time with him and create his family. But then when sin entered the world, when they rebelled, it separated him from them. And we always tend to think about the effects of Adam and, and us, but do, I stop to think, how did God feel about that? 
If he walked with them every day in the cool of the day, talked with them, fellowshiped with them, what, who he created for himself to be, have a relationship with, when they were separated, it's like if you've had a child that has moved away and you long to see them, or someone has rebelled or they don't talk to you anymore, you long for that relationship again. So I started thinking about how God would think how he would long for his children to be a family again. And I think it's amazing that he still created us knowing that we would fail. He still did it anyway. So our first scripture I want to go to is Ephesians 1, 3 through 6. <coughs> I'm sorry. Th chapter 1. Yeah, three through six. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, grace which he has freely given us in the one he loves. So in that verse, when I looked at it this time, I thought, wow, he chose us in him, Jesus, because he already knew beforehand when he created us, Jesus was already set to be the sacrificial sacrifice for us to be brought back to him. So, but God in his infinite love wanted to bring us back. And we know that the scripture, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. In John 1, 12 through 13, Of course, I didn't mark that one. Let me look at here. You guys have it lucky. You can look up there quick. <laughs> uh, here we go. I'm getting there. There we go. 12 through 13. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. Now we're talking about the love of a holy father, our heavenly father. And he has that love. Until we understand his heart, though, and his love, his longing for us to know him and talk with him and receive all he has for us, that he actually gave his son for us, then we will be able to see him as a loving father who loves his children. And I was thinking, now most of us, if you would say, how do you think of God? We would say, well, he's all God Almighty, he's creator, he's healer, and all those things, provider, he's a lawgiver. We could go on and on and on. But how many times do we really look at him as father? It's like, okay, we, we know that, but yet we don't sometimes relate to him that way. And I think the Father's heart is for us too long to look at him like that. 
In Romans 8, 14 through 15, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. So, Abba is like saying Daddy. And when we're kids, we're little, you call Mommy, Daddy, you know. But as we get older, we just say Mom or dad, because it's now we're older now. And then when we leave home, and then maybe we're out on our own and grown up, and it's just now they're more of a friend and a father or a mother. But it's just the idea of how we need to remember we can come to him just like we were when we were little children. He wants to hear all about us, what's going on. He wants to talk with us. And we can call him our father. And you know, Jesus, when he talked to, all throughout the scriptures, when he would talk to his disciples and that, he would say, I only do what my father says. My father, I and the father are one. But then as they got to know Jesus and who he was, he represented God the father, he taught the disciples how to pray. And that's where he says, and when you pray, it's our father. Now we've had that, uh, inheritance of, of being a, in the family and calling God our Father. And I like it when, I was just thinking this morning, you know, after I write everything, I think of all these other things. But I was thinking, I love it when, if you've had the experience of your children growing up and leaving home, that when they're at home, they tend not to want to listen to what you have to say. They tend to listen, not to want to hear your, what you want to tell them and instruct or teach. But then as they get older, I love it when they say, what do you think about this? They want my advice now. Oh, I love it. Because then it's like, oh yeah, you appreciate my input. Now you appreciate what I would like to share with you. But it comes with time, and it comes with growing. And that's sort of how we are with the Father. You know, we want to take all his advice now, and we want to impart it to other people. So I wanted to just wrap this up. This is a very short message today, and I always say that so, and this time it really is short. <laughs> but I have the scriptures here that I just feel that really encompass who God is, his characteristics. In Psalm 103, verses 2 through 14, and also 17 and 18. Praise the Lord my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with the love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. 
or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. For as far as the east is from the west, so far as he has removed the transgressions from us, he has removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. Precepts. This encompasses, if you look through there and just read it and read it over again, it's like his letter of who he is and how he treats us as his children. His loving compassion. His love is there. He cares for us. He gives us direction. He does not, he's slow to anger, abounding in love. And he doesn't stay mad forever. He, and he blesses us, even the righteousness upon us who fear him. In a good way we fear him, because we honor him. And then lastly, Matthew, well not lastly, I think I want to go to one more that I have here. Um, I didn't put that on Terry's list, but I do want to read it. It's Jeremiah 31.3, and this is from the CEV version. He says, Some time ago the Lord appeared to me and told me to say, Israel, I will always love you. That's why I've been so patient and kind, because with his loving kindness he draws us for his love for us. I know the message has a good one too, but it's very longer, but I just wanted to bring that up. But Matthew... 29 through 31 in verse or chapter 10. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. So in this life, I just thought that was nice to, because it's it's a struggle in this life to remain diligent and trusting the Lord in all things, and especially being a father who is to lead his family. But he says, God knows every hair, he knows every sparrow, but it's in your, his care. The loving father has that much care on us that I think that's just amazing. So today being Father's Day, we need to celebrate our fathers, or honor the ones that are not with us today by just having those memories and just thanking them for their input in our lives and imparting those things that were good and honorable and spending time with us. And so I would just like to ask that all of those who are men and fathers in here to stand and we're going to just pray for you. You guys have to stand. I'm not making you up. <laughs> and pray with me as we pray for these men. Lord, we are just so thankful for these fathers and young men who will become fathers. Lord, we thank you, Father, that you are our Heavenly Father that has so much love and compassion. Lord, we just thank you that you have instilled in these men and these young men your heart 
Help them, Lord, to just lead and instruct by giving them the wisdom from you and guiding them through life and imparting them to the children and the children's children to come. Lord, and we honor them, and we thank you for the fathers. We thank you for their leadership, and we just pray a special blessing on them as they continue to be a father because you're never done being a father even when the children grow up. So bless them and their families as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And God's blessings on all. And as you leave this place, I pray that you're all blessed today. Amen.